Hello and welcome. My name is Brent Weaver and this is the Digital Agency Show. The podcast that goes behind the scenes with today's top agencies and entrepreneurs. I am really glad you're here. And once again, it's time to transform your business mindset. Hey, what's up, Agency Owner? If you're new here, I've got a free ebook on how to scale your business to multiple six and even seven figures by overcoming your dependency on referrals, doubling your profit per project, and removing yourself as the main bottleneck in your business. All you have to do is DM me the word gift on Facebook at Brent Weaver. That's facebook.com slash Brent Weaver. And I'll send you your guide on how to achieve freedom in business and life. All right, let's get back to the podcast. Hey, what's up, podcast listeners, digital agency owners. Welcome to another episode of the Digital Agency Show. I'm your host, Brent Weaver. And today we are hanging out with Kathy Olson, co-CEO of Funnel Gorgeous. She has been beautifying brands and designing experiences of digital delight for over 22 years, working with multi-billion dollar brands like Costco, Best Buy, and Disney. And she's been working on the amazing Funnel Gorgeous brand alongside Julie Stowen. And together they teach and equip creative entrepreneurs and digital marketers. They offer they offer a master marketer certification called the FG Society. They do tons of stuff around strategy, copywriting, and funnel design. And uh, if you don't know yet about Funnel Gorgeous, you should definitely check them out. Welcome to the program. Thank you. I'm so honored to be here on, you know, with, with all, all the amazing people you've had before. I can't believe I'm here, but I'm here. So I'm excited. <laughs> you and I were talking off off camera a little bit about the evolution of your title from yes. uh, how, you know, it, was, it, was, it used to be hard to explain to random people what graphic design is. And, yeah. uh, you know, that's only gotten easier with what you do now, right? No, <laughs> I feel like I'm inventing a new title every minute of every day. I think it's just, it's just that the whole evolutionary, you know, tale of an entrepreneur. I think, and and just trying to do things that are new. And who knows? Now the metaverse. I might be going like somewhere virtual. Who who knows what's going to happen? <laughs> but it gets it's it's increasingly harder to explain what I do. I feel like as the days go by and to. To normal people, normal people don't know what a funnel is. They don't know, you know, even what a sale, sales and marketing. So, it's it's fun. It's fun to explain. Not <laughs> well. Maybe in in five years you'll be like, oh, I designed luxury tiki huts on the blockchain inside of <laughs> exactly. Meta's, Meta's seventeenth <laughs> universe, right? And you'll be like, I'm, I'm a billionaire from it. Everybody's like, what? yeah, yeah. And who cares? Yeah, at that point, who cares what my title is? Right? It's all good. <laughs> So, uh, you know, I mean, speaking of evolution, I mean, you have you have evolved, and I think that that's been a really cool part of of your story of of starting with design, but asking this question of kind of like what what are we actually doing? How do we help people solve real problems in their business? And I mean, I think if I look at you know Funnel Gorgeous as a business, I mean, I've seen a lot of direct response marketer funnels out there that were in desperate need of Funnel Gorgeous <laughs> of Gorgeous. Gorgeousifying, <laughs> uh, gorgeousifying their funnels, right? Like there's just yeah. something about about uh, about creating marketing funnels. I mean, I guess people are very like money oriented. They're not necessarily design oriented, and and I don't know. Some people think that that's like mutually exclusive. Yeah, no, it's 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 a little weird. I I felt like uh, I was going and stepping into a boxing match, you know, when <laughs> when I first got into the funnel world, and I had this 
like, you know, idea that design mattered, it was very funny because people were like, and I don't know if it was because it was a shortcut or just they were so like, they were so new to the to the business world and and all that stuff, and, and they were just kind of creating things like DIYing stuff. I wasn't. I'm not sure what exactly it was, but uh, I can, you know I come from this like very normal, I guess normal to us, you know, design background where there's ad agencies and there's copy and you know just the whole traditional design approach. And so to hear that people didn't care about design was actually pretty foreign foreign to me. And I and they and they kept saying, oh, ugly funnels sell just as well. And I'm like, don't you know a brand? Like, like where have you been? Don't you know about brands and multi-billion dollar brands? And so first it was very weird at first for it to be to feel like, you know, I, I was like counterculture when this was so normal to me, you know, the whole time I'd been a designer. So um, I think I, I think at first I did. And also not like that was a little weird for me to even talk about, you know, design, I guess, or, or good design. But also there's like this hyper feminine word that we're using gorgeous. Right. And so everyone's like, oh, so it has to be all girly and whatever. And and so we've, we've had to evolve that a little bit too. To just be like, good design is good design is good design. Right. Like, like sales funnels and sales copy with good design, it's going to beat out every single day of the week. And it doesn't have to be like fancy. It doesn't have to have a lot of design. It could be minimal. And so I think like people taking the word away and saying gorgeous doesn't mean like over-decorated. It just means well thought out and using visual design principles. So that was a little bit of a thing to kind of get over. But um, I think people are starting to understand at this point, <laughs> like just like anything, everything's like weird and you're blazing your pa- a trail and then all of a sudden everyone kind of gets it. So I think at this point, people are starting to understand that design matters. Thank God. Like, yeah. oh my gosh, like took, took, took long enough. Uh, but hopefully like we're turning the tide on it and we're seeing better, better, you know, marketing, better ads, better funnels, better everything. Right. So, so I mean that 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 I love that quote or you know s- s- response, right? Ugly funnels sell just as well because I mean I I think we had when I was designing websites and kind of got into the in- internet marketer space. I mean I think that's yeah. like a really common thing. Like why spend money on this thing, right? What's the I mean what does the data tell us? I mean if you take two funnels and you put in you know you you do the work that you all do and and you make you use these design principles I mean obviously you're wildly successful as a business because I'm sure at some point somebody was like oh this funnel converts better if it looks better. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a really good uh point and one thing that I really try to explain to people is again like design isn't about decoration, it's about communication and so I think the you prove the communication through you know like the conversion rates and so it's really easy to see the numbers and to say okay look we made these design changes and look at the difference and so it is easy I, but i but i don't want to go as far to say as any design improves because that's of course not true right so just adding a design and adding colors is not is not is not what you need it, it's it's the visual communication part and so that's really like where i've been Yes, you need to listen. You need to pay attention. I mean, split testing is huge, 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 huge in our world, you know, to say, to not assume anything about anyone, right? Like, you know, you know enough about your clients and you start to learn, learn and you research and you, and you feel them emotionally and, and like where they're at, you know, um, in their journey, right? In their buying journey. And so you start to understand that. But again, you know, design is so subjective that it's like some person's going to love this color, some person's going to hate this color, and you can't make any assumptions about that stuff. So I do think that 
having like a hypothesis, just like you would with anything, right? And saying, I, I think that they're going to, you know, want this like softer, more casual approach, or I think they're going to want this more polished professional approach. And then you just test it, right? And so, and, that, and that's really like good design is design that sells. Like who cares? I don't care what color it is. Like who cares, right? Like who cares what color it is? I'm not going to like die on the hill of like, this has to be red or this has to be blue. I just care what people connect with. So I, I try to like pull back that like weirdness that people have. And they try to like really like tight on a brand or a design when I'm like, what does the data say? And, and what are they connecting with? And, and are they taking on the brand as a community, right? Are they wearing the colors? Are they, are they wearing your swag? Like, 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 are they actually embracing the brand and does it feel, are they taking it as a part of them? And so again, it's always testing things and changing things and, and kind of um, trying to see what the numbers tell you. And even, even that's the true with like headlines and copy and all, but it, but it can be even true the next level. How do I make this headline stand out? Right. What's the hierarchy? What are they reading first? What are they reading second? Did they miss? something. Why did they miss it? Is it because it was the wrong color? Is it was because it was in the wrong area? And then there's also this other dimension of like feeling spammy, right? <laughs> so like scaring people off from the buy. And so uh, you can use things like, you know, like hot jar or like surveys and stuff. And people can tell you, hey, this felt weird. I didn't like that. Why are you asking me for my, my you know, my address, right? So there's, so there's like a lot of things in there. But again, yeah, it all goes down to the data. I think, uh, again, you do have to start somewhere and you have to have some kind of an inkling on what uh, a brand is and how your brand is speaking to them and how this, how you stay consistent through all of that, right? Um, how it's a consistent feel through all your funnels, through your website, through your social media, right? So it's a, it's a mixture of all those things. But again, there's no right answer. It's always yeah. about testing. <laughs> hey, what's up, agency owners? I want to let you know about a hosting platform that is giving digital agencies and creators around the world an edge when it comes to site speed, scalability, and profit. It's called Cloudways, and it's designed to create exceptional experiences for you and your clients that guarantees unmatched performance, reliability, and choice with 24-7 award-winning support. Cloudways is excited to offer our listeners a $50 hosting credit in addition to their amazing benefits of their agency partner program. For more details, head over to yougurus.com slash cloudways or use promo code DASCW when signing up. Let's get back to our show. I think a lot of web designers and and more specifically kind of people that are design heavy on the web and digital side or, you know, branding companies, they, I mean, I see this time and again, they really struggle to sell the value of design. And because I think a lot of times people that get into design that are yeah. talented in that area, you know, they they might not be the same people that are like the hardcore marketers that are just buried in Google sure. Sheets all day looking yeah, at, you know, sure. conversion rates and click-throughs and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah, and, they're not I mean, usually the same person. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what, I mean, you, you've made that transition from, yeah. you know, web designer, graphic designer to somebody who is thinking more in, in, in those marketing concepts of, you know, what are we actually trying to do here? And I, I love that, you know, you know, design is subjective, but it's also the design that sells is the one that is right. obviously the right design and also design right. is communication. Um, right. I mean, I love that. But what what would you tell people that are are in that space that maybe you were, you know, 10 years ago when you were just a designer and you really weren't thinking about these concepts of how to sell the value of design better to their clients? 
It's funny because I think what I chose to do and how I chose to pivot is specifically so that I could make it easier to sell myself. <laughs> like, like I literally like did things or skills or changed based on what was more valuable to someone. So for example, you know, graphic designers now are pretty easy to find, or I mean, I guess not maybe what we could say good designers aren't, aren't as easy to find. Right. Um, but graphic designers as a whole are a lot easier to find than they used to be, or, or you know, like I say, graphic designers, right? <laughs> um, but the but the idea is that graphic designers that can increase sales, you know, increase conversions, care about or care about slash know about slash think about strategy are really hard to find. We just said it, right? We just said, okay, yeah, cool. So there's a, these right brain people that are all about you know, art and design and color and, you know, fonts and all this stuff, right? And type. And then there's these people who are like the sales and marketing people and they're all about messaging and copy and and psychology, buyer psychology. But no one like goes in between the two of them. And so I think that whatever side you're on, if you're on the sales and marketing and psychology and whatever side, you need to go into this design and, and visual merchandising world and start learning about visual communication. And then obviously the other way around, the, these all of these designers need to start learning about sales and marketing and communication and, and psychological, like the journey, the buyer's journey, all that kind of stuff to, be, to become better. Because anytime you cross over those worlds of like left and right, you're able to tap into mo- the both, you know, the emotional and the logical, and you can sell it and you can sell anything at that point, right? Because you can say, I'm going to make it, I'm going to use my design skills to make you more money. And they're like, yeah, well, of course, like, why would I choose just a designer when I can choose, you know, a conversion strategist designer? Like it's, it's like a no brainer at that point. Like everyone wants their things to do, to do better and, and, you know, increase sales and in, increase uh, conversions. And so why would you not? So I think pulling over that, the other world of like strategy into, into who you are and your skill set is the most important thing you can do to stand out right now. One thing I could imagine, and maybe you can give some tips of how to help somebody in this situation, because it's happened to me, right? Like where when we were first doing websites, maybe people thought of us as like a web design company. And then I started to be like, oh, and we can also help you with your digital marketing. And they're kind of like, well, why would I go to you for that? Like, I, I can almost <laughs> imagine this situation where I'd be sitting in the room with a designer and the designer's like, oh, let me tell you how to increase your conversions. And I'm like, hey, man, I just want you to be my designer. Like, you know, like what, you know, yeah. but, but how do you... How do you bridge that gap when maybe your your client has, you know, almost typecast you to some level, right? Like, oh, you're the sure. designer, right? And now you're trying to lecture me on like conversion rate optimization, right? I mean, how do you establish yourself as as a resource, as a strategist in that conversation sure. in the right way where your client can actually look at you as somebody who's a trusted part of that conversation? Yeah, that's a really, really good question. And I think it happens kind of over time. I would say... Well, first of all, you're not you're you're not going to automatically know it anyway. So I think you have to learn it, right? You actually have to to walk the walk and start to learn about sales principles and and all that stuff. But I think after that, you just start you can start by collaborating. So if they already have, you know, some kind of a strategist or sales and marketing or they have a copywriter or something like that, I would say like, "Hey, I also do this thing where I collaborate for you and I start to talk to your other team members or whoever else you have, you know, doing it for you." Um and I start to convey the look and the feel like we work together, right? We're like in synergy where two heads are better than one. So I would say I would start to 
uh, bridge that gap to say, hey, let me work with your people so they can understand my vision. I can understand their vision. Like just selling that it's going to work better together instead of people working in silos. I think that's like the first step is that I would just start to bridge over and just be like, hey, let me help them out. And like, and, and they can help me out. We're going to be like a big happy family kind of type thing if it's, if it's a current client. And then I think at one point, you just start positioning yourself that way. So you start the conversation out like right off the bat, like, hey, you're going to talk to a few other, uh, you know, oh, oh, did you have, you're talking to a couple other designers. We'll know that no other designer does this. Like we have, we had another level and obviously you have to say why, like, right. Why, why do they care about a designer knowing this stuff? It's because if you don't know this stuff that there's not that whatever, like, right. So like they, they, you really just have to sell it to them. Like you're going to sell anything. But once you know these sales principles, you're going to be able to do that as well and say, okay, copy in a silo by itself is cool. But when a designer gets copy, right, they have to break it all up and change it around and make it like design. And it loses some of the efficacy that it originally had, right? And then vice versa. If a, you know, if you already had the design and then there's, you're trying to squeeze, squeeze copy into it, you know, it just, it doesn't work. They're, they're like these two separate messages, right? It's like the design has a message and the wording has a message and you're trying to mash them together. But if the same person is kind of creating both. It's obviously going to be an easier, an, an easier thing to do. It's going to be cheaper. It's going to be faster. I mean, there's so many pros that you can pitch to say like why and, and that they're not going to have to spend extra money. Um, and it's all coming kind of from the same brain. So it's like really, really like cohesive. Yeah, that's cool. I like that idea of of not having those those different silos. Speaking yeah. of, of positioning, I think, um, I, I know you all have been running your marketer's heart uh, community. I think, did you do your event at Disney World? No, it's in two weeks. You're in two weeks, okay. <laughs> so, we're like, right, yeah. We're, I'm, I'm at the point where I'm printing everything and I'm like, man, this is why I hate print. <laughs> like I forget, <laughs> you know, doing sales funnels and stuff online, you can change it like in the, yep. fl- in the fly, but man, sending stuff and- The and night pre- before, right? You have yeah, to like, you have to treat like, like an in-person event, you have to treat like- <laughs> Your, your, your two or three weeks before the event is like your deadline on print materials. Yeah. And for some reason, yeah. like, I don't know. I mean, I totally feel you because whenever we do live events, my team is always clamoring for that stuff. And I'm always like, well, yeah. can't we just wait till the night before? And so, yeah. <laughs> you know. Just make up our mind. And then we got like QR codes and stuff, you know, like, and I'm just like, does the code work before we print that thing? You know, just stuff like that. But yeah, we're, we're right in the, we're, right, we're, we're almost there. We're almost to <laughs> the finish line on that one. Well, this and so you've got this event coming up. I mean, first of all, it's it's at Disney World, which I just think is so cool of doing a business it is, it event is at Disney very World. Very cool just like, and very expensive. You mean it's it's more expensive than the Springfield Inn in in Denver, Colorado, or whatever? <laughs> where we're, yeah, it's like. It's like anything, it's like take what you think it would cost and then just multiply it by three. And that's just like the Disney tax. You know, it's just. <laughs> I mean, what did it, what, just, what, what know, is it just to get into Disney World for a day these days? It's like 200 bucks. Oh, or I don't even, it's a, over $100, I'm sure, like probably yeah. per park, probably, but yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, obviously we can talk about events. I have, I have all sorts of feelings about events and, and, and what all happens <laughs> with those. And, and I love them. And, and right and, now, and an event, an event yeah. in 2022. Like, I know. It's, Uh, (laughs) (laughs) you're making me feel better for not committing to an event yet but so so the marketer's heart kind of idea i mean this is i think a lot of people resist putting themselves out there 
in terms of, you know, not just like a personal brand. I'm not talking about like, oh, like I'm the face of the company. I'm going to put my like polished self out there. But like more of like this idea that I think you, that you all have, have brought forward with Funnel Gorgeous, which is a lot more your authentic self and not like this cheesy, like, oh, I just said the word authentic. Like, oh, we're all, yeah. we're all going to be authentic. But like truly like <laughs> communicating more of who you are in your brand and in your copy and in your content and mm-hmm. and and I think there's a the thesis is you're going to be more successful if you do that. And I think there's a lot of people that are like that sounds like, like scary and uncomfortable. Like why would I put myself out there in my company or you know can you, yeah. can you kind of walk us through this idea of of marketing with heart or having a heart based approach to to marketing? Yeah, I think um, you know there's obviously there's obviously like levels like there's there's boundaries in which I'm not, <laughs> I'm not going to like be unprofessional. Right. So I think, I think if, if you get that out of the picture, like this is still professional, it's still, you know, I'm not, I'm not like going to bad mouth clients or, you know, anything, anything like that. So I think that is if you, you put the boundaries wherever you want the boundaries. Right. But I think as far as marketing with heart, it's just this idea of just being more human. And because I think there, there's, kind of been an awakening from consumers and they're just tight they, like now they get it like they hear they hear the tricks they've seen the tricks they're used to the Facebook ads now they're used to the webinars like they're just they're just kind of desensitized to all of this marketing and so they're looking for someone to just cut the crap and just tell the truth you know and and so and that's actually why we created the Facebook group, Marketers Heart Facebook group. And in, in the questions, like when you join, it says like, what do you wish people were more honest about? And I love reading those. I love reading those so much because there's things that I haven't even thought of. And I'm like, oh, I would just, of course, I'd be honest about that. But then there's people, and I don't even think it's like, a net, it's like people aren't like inherently evil because they're not honest about things. I think they think they're have a protective persona, right? Like I have to be professional. So I can't actually tell people what I'm feeling or thinking or like why I do what I do, right? Like I, like there's a, like a, you know, facade that they have to put on or else people won't respect them or they're imposter or whatever. Right. So I think some of it is like people not, didn't even do it on purpose. They just think that's the way that you should be. And you should never explain why you charge what you charge, or you should never, you know, like you should never show anyone the behind the scenes of your business or whatever, whatever it is. Right. And so that's where I, or, or people wouldn't follow me if they knew blah, blah, blah. Right. So that's where I think we did it just because we were exhausted and we didn't want to put on a front. We were just like, oh man, I'm just too old for this. (laughs) Like, I don't want to do this anymore. And we just were like, I hope someone else cares about this. I hope someone else finds this refreshing. And they did. And so that was the thing where we were feeling this way. We were feeling like, I don't want to do this, like, you know, wait to call you for, for three days, you know, like dance. Uh, and, and so, you know, like, like dating or whatever, we just wanted <laughs> to be honest and real and just ourselves. Right. And just, mm. and just be open with people and tell people how we were feeling and all that stuff. So I think, I think it really was just that I, I, it wasn't a ploy. It wasn't like we were trying like, let's be, this is our unique sailing proposition. It was like, we were just too lazy to put up this front. We were tired <laughs> of it, you know? And then people resonated. So I think, um, and yeah, and our, our community has been growing. We don't even like try to grow. And I think it's like 13,000 people now or something at this point. And so um, it's it's just growing and growing and growing and people just really resonate. They're all tired of it, right? They're all tired of the the fakeness and the the Lambos and the just all that stuff, which is none of it's real. And, you know, it, it, I don't know. It's just, I, I think that we just connected with a cooler human because of it, right? So like we get people who understand us when we make a, when we make a mistake, 
they don't hold us to some crazy like standard that we've built up, right? They're like, oh, that's just, you know, Kathy and Julie, like they just had a bad day. I, we get it. We're not going to like, you know, to get our pitchforks out, right? Because we know you're human and we understand you. So there's so much cool thing. There's so many cool things that come from being open and authentic. You you attract amazing people. They give you all kinds of grace. Like they, you don't even have, you don't have to be perfect anymore. Like there's no perfect, like we have a typo or something and people are like, oh, hey, you have a typo. But like they still buy and like they don't even care. Like it, it makes it so much easier, right? And then and people are more open. So we have never been more connected to our clients because when we are open, they are open. And so they'll mm. say, they'll straight up, they'll, they'll like come at us and be like, I don't think that was an, like, I don't like the way you said that. Like Julie wrote an email where she's like, something like, oh, we made $6 million uh, in 2021. She, people freaked out. Like, why are you throwing your money at people? You know, and she had to explain herself, right? It was like, people were not expecting that from her. And she's like, I, I'm not trying to, because because that's like, that was something that normally people, she didn't do, right? Like, mm. well, she's always been, always been open about like how much money she makes and stuff. But um, I think it was like, it was so close to what other people do in a bad way that they were mm. worried she was changing. And so she had to like address the community and say, hey guys, like this is what, this is what I was thinking. And, but, but again, other people just would have been like, forget her, bye. Like not even giving yeah. her the time of day or giving her a chance to like explain why she said what she said. So like having that like two-way communication is everything. It's really cool. Yeah. I, was, I mean, I was almost going to ask you like, what, what have been some of the downsides? I mean, it does feel like, you know, you could create those moments where like people care so strongly about the brand. Yeah. That, you know, you send out an email and I'm sure, you know, you wake up the next morning and you're like, you go to your inbox, you're like, what just happened? Like all these people are upset or all these people, you know, all of a sudden you have a self-created like PR crisis, right? I mean, of just you yeah. know, trying to be, trying to be honest and real about something, but at the same time. I mean, we do, we are careful, you know, we are, <laughs> we definitely don't, you don't like say everything that's on your mind, just like anything. Right. I mean, like I said, there's boundaries and, so, and I don't share as much as she shares. Like she, she has like a little bit of her, she has different boundaries. She'll share things that she's okay with defending. I'm like, no, oh, just like say something that's not that like, <laughs> no, that's not that racy. Um, Cause I don't, I don't have, I just, I don't want to like argue with anybody. So it's just, it just depends on how, on how you are. But again, I think there's just, there's such a level of like, will give you a chance to explain yourself versus just like, oh, forget you, you know, forget about it. And so, but yeah, there's, there's, there's lots of times when people didn't agree with what we agreed with or, or what we had decided. So like a really good example is um, we have, we have a certification program. And so it includes like a certain amount of things. Uh, basically they get access for a certain amount of time. And there was just a miscommunication on using the certification badge. So in our mind, it was, we always explain it to if you're not, if you don't continue your certification, which is like $500, like uh, after two years, every, every year it's $500 after that, um, you don't use the badge anymore. You're not like, you know, we're not holding on to the certification anymore. And so uh, people weren't expecting that. And so mm. like they kind of came forward and were like, well, you know, we don't, we, we earned that badge. It's ours. We should be able to use it forever and ever and ever, whether we, whether we stay certified. Right. And so we were like, well, this was, so it was, it was an interesting kind of thing that happened because it was like customer versus customer. So it wasn't like us versus them because we had to protect the people who were 
staying mm. certified, right? Like we had to say that, no, the badge matters. These people are staying, they're getting certified, they're paying $500 a year. Like we have to protect them, right? Like, and not just say anyone can use it forever and ever. So it was very a weird, it was a weird thing to have community, like one side of the community be upset about it. And the other side be like, you better fight for us. You know, so it was like, so there's definitely issues that come up, but again, and you have to stand your ground and you have to be strong and say, no, this is what we decided. Like we talked about it. You know, we're, we believe this is, we're still in integrity. We're protecting this, you know, when just explaining. So there's, there are definitely times that this, this stuff happens and you have to, again, if you know, like what your morals are and like, this is where the line is and, and you have to, you always have to kind of uh, think about it and, and reevaluate too. You have to be like, okay, now we said this. But now that this is now that this is happening, so do we stay with that or do we tell people we're going to change? And this is why we changed, you know. So it's it's an interesting it's an interesting way to run a business. <laughs> I, I'm not sure. It, you, you you said like the old way was exhausting, and I was like, man, this sounds like a lot of work. Like I don't know, you're telling me a lot of stuff. That's, but it it sounds to me like it's well, it's still you're putting a lot of intention. And yeah. and the growth of it has even made it more like there there still is a lot of work to do. But maybe what I'm yeah. hearing is is like you're more aligned around like there's more flow around this, right? You're getting to work with people that you enjoy working with. There's less like having to kind of like fake or or present a facade, and and that feels better for you. It's 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 like energizing work versus draining work. I mean, it's it's fun to buy from a company that you fully believe in, right? And so when you are like a raving fan, you tell everybody and it's it's run our business. So like because because we chose this, we have to do a lot less marketing than a lot of like we have a lot of warm traffic. Like we we put something up, people buy it because they know it's like almost like backed by this like you know, marketer's heart guarantee. So there's 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 a warmth, a warmness of the audience that we or a trust, I guess, is really the best way to say it, um, because they trust that we're going to be in integrity and they trust that we're going to do what we say we're going to do and they trust that we're going to care. That like we don't have to oversell people, and so everything we do sells that much more because people understand that like why we're doing it, that we're doing it for them, all those kind of things. And so it's a thousand percent worth it. Hey, what's up, agency owners? I want to tell you about one of my favorite white label partners, E2M. They can help with all your website design, web development, SEO, and content needs for your client projects. This includes WordPress, WooCommerce, Shopify, BigCommerce, Webflow, Duda, SiteGlide, custom PHP applications, and much more. Have peace of mind when it comes to your outsourcing needs. Let E2M become an extension of your team so you can grow and scale how you want. Check them out today at e2msolutions.com. That's e the number two m solutions.com. All right, back to our show. Well, Kathy, this has been a lot of fun. I love the whole concept. I think you all are going to have an amazing time at Disney Disney World. Uh, yes. And uh, <laughs> I, I wish you all the best with your event. Do you have a few minutes to stick around for our lightning round? Yes, I'm nervous about it, but yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I do. <laughs> what is the best advice you've ever received? The best advice I've ever received, like, and I'm guessing you're mean in business, right? Like, not like, not like actual. Whatever comes to mind, we can yeah, we can lead with business. But if you've got other life advice for our listeners, I'm sure they'd love to hear it. I think, um, I think that the best advice I've ever received is really about like taking a look at how you like, like the like mindset stuff. So I think that like for me, 
that was like the hardest part to get over is to see myself the way other people see me. So I think that just people like, and this is very personal. This isn't like, but I guess, I guess this goes to anybody, right? To, to pay attention to what people say about you um, and really believe them instead of kind of throwing your own biases on it. I think for too long, I wasted my time going, well, they don't really know this or they don't really know that. And instead, I just like now when people tell me something or they give me a compliment or they say, you're really good at this. I'm like, thanks. You know, <laughs> like it, it took a while to get there. But I think that was the best because there's so much, you can get so much more done when, when you're over that. All the, all that like imposter syndrome weirdness. You just 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 receive it and just move forward and and just be a badass, you know. <laughs> Which of your personal habits would you say has contributed most to your success? Definitely looking for gaps for sure. Like my my biggest thing is niche marketing. You know, USP uh, looking for underserved people or or underserved in, in a certain way. So I'm always looking for that, like all the time. And so it is why I've been able to pivot and shift and change and 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 just do things based on need instead of like what I'm just always listening right so I think that's the biggest thing because I because I have that in me I'm I'm never going to go like things will never dry up right because I'm always paying attention I'm always shifting Can you share a tool app or internet resource that you find valuable or currently using that you think our listeners would find valuable I mean I have to say our own <laughs> So, uh, FG Funnels is the is the bomb. Like we just, it, it keeps getting better and better. So FG Funnels is our software. It's a CRM and a website builder, a funnel builder, all kinds of stuff. But it gets gets cooler and cooler all the time. Like we're getting it. Like even just the fact that we do SVG files, we support SVG files where you can change the colors and the builder. Like it's the coolest thing. Like no one else does does that. So I gotta say that. Of course, it's my favorite thing. <laughs> <laughs> any any other tools that are like on your phone, like most use apps kind of thing outside of your own tool that you think our listeners would would dig? Oh man, um, my phone. Uh, I love Brain FM. I love I love music. So I, I think that like listening, I like listening to the the music that's. It's like for ADD or something, which I I don't know. Maybe I have it. Maybe I don't. Maybe I just my brain likes it. <laughs> but you know, it's like when I love listening to music that says like focus or creative time or something. So I love brain. Brain.fm is one of my faves. And what book would you recommend and why? I love. Oh my gosh, I forget the name. The it's his last name's Priestley, but he has a book. He has a bunch of books that are great. Um, I think it's like twenty three assets or something. But he also has one called Oversubscribed that I like. Just like was on hanging on every word. It's really, really. He he writes really amazing books. Awesome. Well, we will find that book and link out to it in our show notes. Oversubscribed. Check it out, yougurus.com forward slash podcast. We'll also share links to FG Funnels. So if you want to check out that software and all that good stuff, we'll link out to it on our show notes as well as Brain FM. Kathy, how can our audience find out more about you? Is there anything that you have they can check out? I would say our YouTube channel because we are have we have so many freaking videos over there. So if you go to funnelgorgeous.tv, we have like really, really good content over there. We're just constantly giving everything we've got <laughs> over there like for free. So um, just, you know, just like little things, little, they're, they're not long videos or anything, just, just really fun and interesting, but it, it explains a lot about what we do. So yeah, over there. Sweet. Well, we will also link out to your YouTube channel as well as funnelgorgeous.tv. And 
for people to follow you on social and all that kind of stuff. If you're on the road, yeah. if you're like me out on your bike, just go to yougurus.com slash podcast. If you listen to this week of, you'll see Kathy's picture up at the top. Click on her and we'll have all those resources organized for you in one place. So if you're looking for you know, some new followers, uh, hopefully you'll get them on this, Kathy. Uh, you all are doing amazing <laughs> work. I uh, love what you're doing. Love the brand. Love all your products. You. And uh, you guys are doing a great job. So thanks for joining us on the show today. Thanks for, so much for having me. And that's it for this week's episode of the Digital Agency Show. Stay tuned each and every week for more great content coming to you to help your grow your digital agency so you can achieve freedom in business and life. Until next time, I'm Brent Weaver. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. And remember, if you want that free ebook on how to scale to multiple six and seven figures, all you got to do is DM me on Facebook the word gift at Brent Weaver, and I'll send you your guide on how to achieve freedom in your business and life. Until next time, I'm Brent Weaver. Oh,